whenever I do a piece of music, I obviously put in my best. I do it the best I possibly can. And, and therefore, I'm fulfilled because it's, it's music. It's a part of, of me, of me doing it. Greetings, salutations, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of the Write Songs You Love podcast. This is going to be a, a ton of fun. Uh, today, we've got a man known by many aliases. <laughs> I was introduced to as as the Aussie legend. <laughs> also as the legend, not just Aussie. <laughs> uh, just a, a, has become a really great friend. He's a phenomenal songwriter. He's a bundle of all the best kind of good mojo energy. He's a surfer. <laughs> He's got fantastic lighting systems in his studio that he just me <laughs> all the modes that he can do <laughs> yeah we have any steve color you can Colum. imagine <laughs> yeah welcome steve Collum. <laughs> hey man thanks so much to be for being here and um yeah that was fun i, I was just telling just off air just uh in my studio here um you know uh, my wife bought me some um uh one of those phillips hue strips or whatever they are and they change all different colors and i just got addicted and did all the four other lights in the studio here and so we, we can go any color under the sun <laughs> <laughs> well uh, just on that topic i always find atmosphere for songwriting really particular so do you change now do you change the colors depending on the kind of track or song that you're working on um act not not uh, as a kind of a, a rule that i i do it like i don't go through that like kind of process but i tell you what the when i do change them uh, and you do take a little time to change it. It's like instant, like smile or, you know, it's an instant like, whoa, that does feel, you know, if you go red, like there's one called Chinatown and you just, you push the little preset thing and all the colors change and all of a sudden it's reds and oranges and like, you know, it's just like all of a sudden, you know, you're feeling those kind of vibes. And then if you go right now, uh, although the viewers can't see it, so it's like a blue kind of, uh, and I've called it ocean ocean reef i think it is and it's it's just like a bluey green kind of color and it's really cool because it does set a mood it does set a so i i probably should use it more than i do but um it's it is really cool because lighting is is something and actually on that note um there's a very 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 famous singer um multiple grammys uh and she's known to light a certain amount of candles when she goes into the studio there's a certain amount of candles that she lights and makes sure they're all lit and so that when she walks in, it's just that atmosphere. And, and then, of course, then she sings and does her takes. So, yeah, lighting is is key. <laughs> yeah. Setting the stage, you know, making sure you're going into the thing. It's, a, it's an entirely different experience to walk into, like, dogs fighting with cats and construction <laughs> and just, like, whatever circus lights going on. You know, it's a different kind of mood. It's a different kind of song that's going to be coming out in that scenario. <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> Well, it makes me think of some old songwriting challenges I used to give out to people. And I always loved this one just because it was entertaining to see what would come up and how people's personalities would show through. But one of one of my favorite challenges is a clothing item challenge. So that you you have to wear something that just like is one of your favorite things to wear for whatever reason makes you feel a certain way. And you have to write the song with that item on. Wow, I like that. That's cool. And just to try, just to see what happens. So, but uh, I always enjoy the stories behind why people choose what they choose, and and hearing what they have to say. So, if you were ever in those in that kind of situation, does anything come to mind of like what you would 
what you would wear or put on or just like have around to, to write to? Oh gosh. Yeah. Um, I'm a big hat guy. So, um, you know, putting on my favorite hat, that's, that's always cool. And it, I guess for me, um, I'm just trying to think of my wardrobe and, and the things, <laughs> I guess it's kind of like the, um, uh, it's the experience when you purchased it or picked it up or got given it. It was that, that attachment to that, you know, um, me and my wife recently went to Hawaii and, uh, you know, I made sure I picked up a, a, a hat there, a little uh, baseball cap thing. And, and whenever I put it on, it's, uh, it's just like, oh man, I'm kind of reminded of that, those feelings of those beach vibes of just, you know, that awesome time we just sat on the beach and, and, uh, you know, I went snorkeling a ton, saw a bunch of turtles and it's just, uh, you know, thinking about it now, it's awesome. And I'm not even wearing it. <laughs> so That's cool. Well, that's how powerful it can be, right? Like just all the things that come attached with that too. I've been talking a lot about performance and, and just moments in shows and like how special it is when you're sharing a song or you're in that situation, even if it's like at a listening session too, if you're not performing, like I know you're running a lot of those, you're hosting a lot of those, you're participating in a lot of those all the time. And every once in a while you get a moment to introduce the song, you know, or, or say something about it. And it's the same thing. And, and it's really neat to see like what happens when you really address the story and cater that moment and, and think about it for a second. So, so yeah, the fact that that brings up so much great memory about Hawaii, you know, yeah. That's just really special. And I think when you're when you're starting in that position, if you're just like hovering in that imagination space and you go into writing a song, then something bound out to come out pretty, pretty cool. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah, it's it's really exciting. And um, um, it's just those little I love it because it's those little trigger triggers, you know, you you put on that hat for me, you know, or uh, you know, put on your whatever it is, your favorite clothing, like like are you saying? And then you it triggers it. And then it's almost like a fast track to, uh, you know, when you first turn on the faucet, you know, sometimes it, you know, I'm thinking the old faucets where it kind of trickles out and then it kind of gets faster. And, and, uh, that's kind of like a lot of the time for me when I sit in my studio, it's kind of like, it's a bit of a slow kind of thing, but, uh, you can skip by what you just said, you can skip it and, um, and, uh, jump straight into what triggers you. I love it. It's really cool, man. Yeah. Dressing yeah. the part. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Dressing the part. That's it. Amazing. So I'm super curious because it's something actually I've never really chatted with you so much about before, but like, cause when we met, we met through Catch the Moon, an organization that was teaching about music licensing and, and all sorts of other things about having a music career heavily fueled by that. And just like a lot of that practice. And so that's something that you're extremely versed in. And I've I've learned so much from you and and I've just it's always been it's always a joy just hearing your stories and your strategies and how you go about doing what you do. Because yeah, I think it's just wild to think about when people think about music licensing and placements and, and whatnot. Like you've had over ten thousand, <laughs> which is gonzo. I don't use the word gonzo that much, other than when I think fondly back at the Muppets. But like <laughs> that's wild. So uh, we're, we're going to ask you some questions about that a little bit too, but I never really asked you so much about what your, when you were doing more like performance yourself and your more artist days and like pre all of that kind of stuff. Like, what did that look like? How did, how did music kind of come about for you as a, as a writer performer? Well, um, as a performer and that's kind of like, um, you know, I toured a lot and actually that's where I met my wife because originally from Australia, you know, I met someone in Australia who was doing world tours and I played guitar for them and then started opening and 
and doing a lot of those things. So I did a lot of those kind of tours and um, it was, it was, it was really cool because, you know, a lot of the time it was like, okay, I'm going on tour. I need to do, I need to have an album to sell because I need to, this is a lot of money I got to out, you know, put because I wasn't signed or anything to a label or, you know, I didn't have any deals or sponsorships. So I, I had to front the, the airline tickets. And, you know, when you're doing a 30 city tour, you know, it's like you, that's a bit of money in, in flights and that kind of thing. And so, uh, and accommodation, that kind of thing. So I kind of had to front that, but I knew I had to kind of make, make that money back. So for me, it was just, I have to have an album. I have to have an album to sell because, um, you know, when people come to a show, they want something new. They want to take home that experience, whether it be a T-shirt, whether it be a little badge, you know, all the, all the stuff, all the merch. And uh, But the biggest thing is the the album. They want a fresh bunch of new songs. So the process of me for writing that was kind of like, I have a deadline because uh, I'm going on tour in, in a couple of months or whatever that is. And it's like, I have to get, I have to get an album done. And I, I knew that you know, it's just in nature, everything is kind of like uh, kind of a numbers thing, like, uh, you know, uh, a tree, like a, you think of one seed grow, one apple tr- seed would grow a tree, right? And then out of that tree grows, you know, thousands of apples, and each one has like, you know, 10 or 20 seeds in it. And it's just like, there's just so much abundance, so much. And that's, of course, you know, I think that's in that that was created like that, because then you don't have like some seeds rot and some seeds don't fall. They fall on a rock. And so they're not going to grow and all that kind of stuff. So in saying that, I, I really brought that into into the music world where it's like, OK, well, I need to write many songs. I don't I can't just write, OK, I'm you know doing a 10 track album or 10. I can't just write 10 songs because there's not some are going to be like. <laughs> It just didn't it just the stars didn't align and it just you tried your best but whatever came out it wasn't your best and and that's okay and that's that's all part of it and uh, but I tried to I would try to write more and my goal was to write three times the the album so if I was having 10 mm-hmm. tracks on the album I wanted to write 30 now I I didn't always get there and you know I was sometimes it was like 20 or 23 or 24 somewhere around there usually but one of the process that I did knowing that not everything that I you know, knowing that, you know, it takes a couple, takes three or four songs sometimes to get, to get that one. That's just like, that's a, that's a really, really cool song. And so what I would actually do, um, and this is what I did when I was, when I was on tour and stuff, and uh, it's changed a little bit now, but uh, I would just uh, go in my car, just drive somewhere with a nice view or something. And uh, if it was a nice day, I'd, I'd get out and somewhere where it's quiet and kind of like, uh, there's not as much people around. I, I, I kind of like, I, I you know I didn't want to get distracted I just want to kind of stay in that moment of writing the song and I would write I would go out for a couple of hours and I'd write like um you know maybe 10 15 20 uh, maybe 20 uh, songs but now when I say that it's not completed songs I'm talking about uh you know you, you could easily write I I would write one in about 10 minutes of just like grab a couple of cool chords and then be like okay sing a kind of a rough verse you know and then a rough chorus uh, you know, go over it a few times, push record on a on a mobile device, whatever it was. Mm-hmm. And there's an idea, you know, in 10 to 15 minutes time, you've got an idea, you've got maybe a, a theme or maybe you've got a, a title hook or something. And and there's maybe some elements in there that are good. And, um, and then I'd grab a different instrument or uh, put a capo on or just go with some other random chords or or I don't know, uh, play, pick up the guitar and play it the other side and, 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 and play like, you know, something just kind of trigger a different kind of creativity and then do the whole process. And so I would come up with all these ideas 
And then, um, you know, I do this maybe a couple of times, uh, two or three times I'd drive out and do these little sessions. And then I'd listen to it the next day and be like, <laughs> okay, that's uh, maybe I'll use that that verse or oh, that word in one of the verses but uh, that's i'm not gonna i'm not gonna put any more energy into that idea but this one over here wow there's there's something there and it's really cool coming back that next day because you've got fresh ears and you're like you can really kind of um you can hear it a bit more as a listener would hear it hear it you know you're not attached to it you didn't you kind of remember which which way you had the guitar you can't remember what weird chords you were doing what capos you can't remember any of that and you just you just have a listen to it for the idea and and then you would just of course then you would have to complete the rest of the song you know i'm a i'm a big believer in in placeholders you know just just getting through and just um you know i don't it doesn't matter how bad your rhyme is if if your if your lyrics are like oh i think i'm falling in love i can't think of anything come think of anything just like a dove <laughs> that's okay for the placeholder because just move past it you're going to replace it but you don't even have a pre-chorus or a hook yet or a chorus you know so it's like keep moving through complete the song and then come back with your um i think you would call it your left side of your brain um where you're just more analytical and you can pull out all the tools or the sources and all that kind of stuff and really dive in and, and replace that word yes you need to replace that rhyme <laughs> or so. doves just be in the stand-in <laughs> yeah. doves don't get their light their limelight anymore <laughs> that's right maybe it's coming back and as i say that i bet you probably something will come out and get a grammy and it's got that line. <laughs> what <laughs> well we heard it here first <laughs> that's right that's right <laughs> So that's cool. I love that. How you're just like, I need, I need, well, first of all, there's a deadline. I'm going out on a big tour. I need 10 songs. I'm gonna do 30 just to give my like better, best chances to help the the songwriting muscles just really get oiled and you know the best stuff's coming is gonna come out. How do you decide what's your best stuff? How do you quantify that? Um I think it's that it's resting those ears and kind of forgetting that you did it. And, and for me, it's, it's, it's going back to it. And, and I think the more times you do it, the more times, first of all, you can be like, yeah, I thought that was all, that was everything that track. And I was in the moment. I thought it was just the bomb. It's not, <laughs> you know, with fresh ears, you're like, nope, dun, dun, that's, that's, that's a bad song. And so kind of knowing that and kind of the reverse of that is like, like you kind of like just listen to it and be like, that's, I like that. I, I like that. And you're, you're just saying that from a, cause you've written so many, you've written a bunch and you know that you got those bad ones. It's not like an ego trip. It's not like a, you're patting yourself on your back and say, yeah, I can't wait to like check, you know, check this out. You know, this is just the the best song ever. It's like, no, I'm, I feel kind of lucky that one, that one, something happened in that one. I, I don't know what it was. I don't know what it is. It's some magic. It's got some I like it, you know, and and I, I would say that out loud, and it's kind of funny because uh, sometimes when I get uh, when I do get a placement, and then I'm like, well, what's what on earth song was that, you know? And so I would have to Google, I'd have to Google, look on my hard drive and that, and find out what what song it was that got placed, and and then sometimes and quite a few times it's kind of like I'd be like, oh, oh yeah, that's that's not bad, you know, and I'm seeing it from a real kind of a uh, like an outside picture because after I've written the song, I've released it. I've poured my heart into it and I'm happy with it and it's gone. I'm onto the next song. And so when they go out there into the world and, and they either, 
they either bring back bring back some money and placements or they just i don't know what they're doing out there but so either way they're just they're separate to me and i i listen back to them with really fresh ears and the more you practice this the more i think the more songs you have i think that's the key the more tracks and the more songs you have you can't be precious with them all because there's too many and there's you just you know it's you just can't but if you've got that one or two songs well, yeah, you know every single detail, and that's your precious thing. And but having those multiple ones really helps with just, um, you know, just knowing that um, it's like okay, that that's not a bad one. <laughs> the last three or four were like, I'm not showing anyone those. But um, the other one was like, that is something really there. There's something special. And then sometimes when it's really special, when you really was like, whoa, I didn't write that. Surely I didn't. It sounds like me. And I remember sitting there pushing record, but I feel like that's bigger than me. And sometimes. Then when you go into the studio, the, the hardest thing then is don't screw it up. Whatever you did, whatever you captured, whatever whatever vibe that was, and sometimes even uh, you might even keep some of those original takes or those original things because, you know, we're all human emotional beings and, and we go through ups and downs in just life in general. And then, you know, something must have triggered or something must have clicked or something that I was going through something and or I was deep in those kind of, aspects of life whatever and then i wrote that song and it was just something magic happened and it's like don't screw it up make don't over complicate it don't try and change all this stuff it's good like and maybe maybe leave a lot of elements and just try to tweak it tweak it out and um and so that's actually one big thing that i i had to learn and, and that only happens by just doing it many many hundreds and hundreds of times it's but um that's the biggest thing I do. I do say that out loud sometimes. I'm like, Steve, don't screw this one up. This one's don't put any pressure on yourself, but you don't need to. This is really good just as it is. Like maybe just tweak a few things. You don't need to add other elements or re-record things maybe or, mm -hmm. yeah. It's well, so fun. Well, yeah. Well, I'm thinking too, it just makes you think of like the, the idea of the deadline. Like when you're, when you're going on these tours or like you'd have the, this 30, 30 date thing coming up, which is huge how would, would that any of that whether it be like the band you were going with or like if there was like a theme to the tour or if there's any of that would any of that influence what you wrote in preparation for that or would, um, would you just kind of like let it come to you and what happens happens no uh it it would a little bit it would a little bit i would have like some themes or i'd have some like uh you know because sometimes you will end up writing the same thing or the same idea and some sometimes that's part of it you know if you're uh, maybe the theme of the tour, or maybe just you're on a, um, uh, you know, falling in love. Maybe it's a relationship thing, a new relationship or something, and you're and you're falling in love. Well, you're probably going to write like a lot of songs that are pretty much the same. You know, different hooks, but different, just just different lyrics and different ways to say they're kind of the same thing. But but that's cool because then you can you can pull some parts from other songs that didn't quite hit it, and and you can put it in. So that's kind of cool. But um, most of the time, I would. Uh, I would try to make it more like an album of of so it wasn't just for a tour or a theme for uh, for a certain time. I'd try to make it a little bit more rounded where it's like, you know, if I if I wrote a few songs about, you know, falling in love or maybe let's say out of a 10 track album, I had six or seven songs about falling in love or something. It's like, ah, you're going to that's a little too much for that one album. You want to have you know and, and this is kind of going back in the days because it has changed a lot now to being more um you know single-minded you know you're having it's all about those just singles you know it's not about having that that collection of an album but you want to treat those collections as 
a listening experience. So, you know, it's like, you know, I might start with a couple of up-tempo kind of tracks and then go more into a mid-tempo, then maybe a slow ballady kind of one or something where it's a little deeper, maybe a couple back-to-back and then you're up to track six or something and then I'd uh, bump it back up and then maybe I would kind of like end the last track of the album on something just super fun, just like, you know, and that's how, that's how I kind of, at the time, that was how I was con- how I was treating my um, shows as well. I would start, hey guys, you know, so glad you're here, you know, blah, blah, blah. And you're just excited, you're just jumping into a track and then you kind of warm into a softer period of the the set where, uh, you know, it's a little bit more deeper and, you know, and uh, and then you then you come back out and, you, you know, it's party, you know. And so I kind of structured the albums like that. But as I was saying too, it, it has changed a lot now uh, to being more singles. So it's kind of like, okay, let's write a song on home. So let's go write, three songs, three or four songs on home, pick the best one and send, send that in or, or you know, it's the same kind of process, but it's just all stripped down to just um, more singles for me at the moment, you know. No, no albums called Songs About Dove? <laughs> no, uh, I should do one called Dove Step. <laughs> that would be a pretty cool sound to mix in there sure yeah exactly put some distortion on it uh just squash it just do all sorts of stuff (laughs) reverse it and double it and and get a and then do a gang of gang of dubs gang of dubs (laughs) gang dubs yeah (laughs) that's funny that's funny Amazing. But yeah, it's um it has and, and I think that's actually an element too that you know I, I recommend to all my students or whoever I'm talking to is that you do need to constantly keep one ear on um on what's happening, what's current, because uh you, you if you want to have a successful career, if you want to be doing this for a, for the rest of your life and and make it your full-time gig, like this is what you wake up every morning and do, like like this is what I do. And so it's like, you've got to know whether the trends are changing and turning and stuff. And, and actually on that note, it's really funny because of course I go back to my uh, songs I've played over and over and over again. You know, sometimes I'm, if I'm on a road trip or just even running some errands, you know, I'll put on some of my, you know, the, all the, the classics, you know, the stuff you're just like, oh yeah, this is my jam. I grew up to the, you know, but you've got to make, I always make sure that I, I try to start off with uh, the pop radio or the, uh, for me, it's kind of more of that pop, but I start off with the most current stuff and I'll listen to a few tracks and just, you know, always have that in my peripheral, always be pushing, pushing to hear what's going, what's happening now. What are the new sounds? What are they singing about? What are they, what's the new thing that's happening? Cause you're always going to by default end up going to your jams anyway. But, um, but I always try and keep myself current on what's, what's happening because you want to, you don't want to be dated and you want, you really want, you really want to bless people with your music. You really want people to be like, you know, that's what's happening. And and what, if you, if you keep, if you, if you get too dated, then you'll just be, you won't get the placements. And then, you know, you, yeah, it's the cycle. Then you have to make sure then you're working another day, day gig that you're not happy about. And then you're, then, you know, we've all met those cash register people or, or anybody in any business where you know you walk away from them and they've, they've treated you as a customer like whoa you know that's that's pretty crazy and the fact is it's it's they just they do not want to be there you know they're 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 hating their day their day job you know and so if you can find a way to make music for a living then you definitely you're making the world a better place you're being more happy you're like excited you're you're smiling a lot more than frowning and, and being short with people and uh but uh yeah it's uh mm. <laughs> That's, well, that's what I love. I love I love that about that. Yeah, well, it brings up a lot of 
a lot of questions and and points of tension too i think because like for you you're 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 one of like the giddiest people i think i've ever met when you get into the studio you're like i get to do this every day i'm getting up i get to make music i'm just ah like got lights on i'm having my fun thing like you're just <laughs> like a kid in a candy store when you're making music and i think that's a really special thing that that is like that you you have that attitude towards it but that you're you're also doing things for yourself you're kind of setting up your situation to kind of like keep your headspace that way your mindset that way yeah it's fascinating so like in this group here like people uh, listen to this some some people are career focused music some people are just lifelong writers you know that just want to want to just keep writing and this is the language that is just such an essential skill and, yeah. and way of just like translating and processing the world so you have this continuum of of all this and and there's always people wondering about oh what if i did a little bit more of the career side or if i really went for it what would this mean would i have to sacrifice some of my identity you know like or what feels like is me you know like you talked about the staying staying with the trends and and being aware with that so i'm curious for you like at the the quantity that you're creating because you're creating anywhere from 100 to 200 songs a year at least right so yeah, yeah. when you're going through and and creating the way you do now how do you kind of keep your personal fingerprint or is that something that you really kind of think about or address or just think like what what makes me feel like my heart is in this song while still being able to be hitting the mark for career-based wow. opportunities and that that's an excellent question that is a really really cool question because um uh, the the way I see it, and everybody would look at it different. Everybody would have their kind of view on how they look at it, and 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 I look at it. If I do it, it's me, and and um I am kind of uh I I, uh, I am kind of a little bit weird where I I love music. I love all good music. Anything that's done well, I appreciate. You know, I can go to an opera. I can go to a heavy metal concert. I could go to wherever if it's done really well in that style. I, I appreciate it so much the the technicality of of all of all the expertise that put it together. It's kind of like going to a restaurant. I would try out every uh, well, maybe not every single <laughs> every single thing that people eat around the world, but I would um, you know I want to go to the best. So if uh, you know I would love to go to like famous chefs restaurants and give us give us your uh, you know I'll often ask that you know it's like what's the most popular on this at uh, this restaurant or what's what does everyone go for let me let me do that i want to try the best because uh, i appreciate every all those different flavors so in saying that uh, whenever i do a piece of music i obviously put in my best i do it the best i possibly can and and therefore i'm fulfilled because it's it's music it's a part of of me of me doing it now there is different there is some different styles just like a food we we're just talking about that mm -hmm. i just I don't, it just does not excite me and I do not want to do. And when I do get a brief that comes in um, and, or a publisher says, Hey, do you have any of this kind of style? It's just, it's, it's, it's not what I want to do. And so I won't do it. So I always constantly keep myself busy with the, the opportunities that I want to do. And in saying that I was able to, it was really, really cool because I found a way to find the clients or find the publishers who would pay for my music, find them in my lane. And so, and I, this is what I recommend to all my students that it's like, there, there's ways to find 
where your lane is and what you love doing because everybody has a um you know things they can't stand about music they don't want to do and then they have stuff that they they would love to do now you might have to move a little bit and some people might say oh you know you're selling out or whatever uh, but it's like I, I I don't I don't even that doesn't even I don't even think about that because if I'm enjoying life and I'm loving what I'm doing, well guess what? I'm you know I'm in my studio by myself and I'm loving it and I'm having the time of my life. I am just such a happy person because I'm doing what I love. And so it doesn't matter what anyone else says. Oh, you sold out. You did. I don't care what they say. If to them it would be whatever. You know, it's just such a weird word saying, oh, you're selling out. It's like, well, maybe that person saying it is selling out. But if it, only you know what you love to do. And if you get to do that full time, you win the whole game of life because for 40 hours a week, you're sitting in your studio having the time of your life. You're you're on the same level as, uh, you know, any of the presidents, any of the kings and queens around the world, anybody, any celebrity, if you're able to do wake up in the morning and do what you want to do all day, then, then that's, that's, that's what people work their whole lives to retire to do that. And so, so I really kind of had that, that, that kind of mindset or just that kind of thing where if you can, you can find the people who want your music, if you can find them in the styles that you want to do, then, then you, then you win. And then it, that is very possible. And it's, I always tell, tell people that it's kind of like finding your lane, find the lane that you want to sit in and and do that. And as an example, when when that dubstep dubstep uh comes when the that dubstep dub stuff <laughs> came out back in uh, I don't know maybe it was 2014, 15, you know, I did a ton of music. Um when I say a ton, probably about uh, maybe 50, 60 tracks uh for entertainment tonight and they used a bunch of them and I was getting placements all the time and 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 they just that, that show just eats up the music. But I got to a point where I, I was getting sick of it. I was just like, I do not like this anymore. And then the next brief said, came in and said, Hey, we, you're doing so well with entertainment tonight. You've got a ton more. Can you get us a ton more? <laughs> and and I said, no, I, I'm, I got some other projects, but you know, I was basically saying, no, I'm, I'm done with that. I'm not, I'm not, I don't want to do that anymore because I got to a point where it's just like, yeah, I'm getting good at it. Yeah. I'm getting success with it, but I don't want to do that. I don't, I don't, I don't like that. It's like, just it's annoying (laughs) well there's there's this whole side of it too and like you we've all been at performances where you crowd just like hushes and things just stop and it just seems like chaos could be going on but for whatever reason it always just seems to be when somebody is really just being connected and true to them and like however way that works it's not a formula you can typically replicate i couldn't do yours and vice versa there's just certain things that kind of emanate out of us like when you're in that zone doing that thing in good ways and bad ways you know it's like it it can come out in the ways where if it's really not something it can be really repelling or just creating of whatever tension for everybody but yeah there's just some kind of magic i know and i've seen it so many times in performances but you hear it in recording too you can yeah. tell like that that's a, a different kind of warmth and feeling that is in the expression that's in the sounds it's in all the love and care that goes into that when that's there so i think that's really really special to have make those choices in alignment yeah. with that you know and i guess you, you don't really get that unless you until you try a bunch of stuff like yes. until you made like 50 60 you know i keep wanting to say dubstep now um ah, I know. <laughs> you heard it here first <laughs> And until you do that, you don't know, you know, like you don't really, really know. And then, and 
but when you do enough repetition of it and just exploring of it, you can confidently say, this is just not what I want to do anymore. And you can move that off, which not only just helps more opportunities come the ones you want, but it also clears that wonder out of your mind that mm -hmm. I wonder if I should be doing more of that, you know, yeah. which occupies a lot of space and can create a lot of just like paralysis and yeah. hold up and creative, you know, all that kind of stuff. So I think that's just so great what you said and just like to show that you went through this process, even though it was being successful and even though that you're, there was demand for more of it, it's just still, it's not, not really doing it, you know, and there's other ones that really light you up more. So I'm, I'm super curious, uh, cause I know maybe this is different too. And, and when, when was the last time you kind of did like, like an artist song for yourself that maybe wasn't going to a publisher or going to a, a situation? So so yeah, that's that's a really really good question because I do I do want to do uh, an artist album. I've, I I haven't I, I've stopped kind of touring just because it's you know touring is just lugging gear and it's just like especially during this pandemic you know yeah um, you know it's like I just you know I haven't really played much out live so it's just I haven't needed to do an album. Um, I did do an album I think two thousand and twenty uh, twenty one I think it was. Um, so that was last year. No, maybe it was 2020. Um, I'm going to have to check. But I went on a surf trip and it was kind of like a, um, I got a friend down in uh, Nicaragua who um, runs these surf camps for, you know, for, for, for surfers. And, uh, but he also, he also has big ties into the community. They run like a, uh, you know, community center thing where it's like, uh, you know, they let the youth come over and the youth, because the youth don't have anything to do over there. It's a, like a, you know, it's a third world country and it's like, they can only there's only to get into trouble you know so they're they're building these skate ramps and these skate parks and they're doing a lot of really cool stuff and it was like it was a real it was the first time i went actually yeah i think it's the second first or second time I, i've been in nicaragua i think the first time was back in 2006 so years and years ago but it was like we went out on some and, and visited with some of these some of these people's uh, some of these villages and and the people out there you know they're they're living in a their little hut you know ha doesn't even have a front door you know it doesn't even have glass windows it's like you know I'm talking about just just brick some sort of some sort of bricks maybe homemade kind of bricks that just go up on a piece of tin on the top and and uh, maybe a few tops that are floating around to kind of block off any privacy or kind of break a room and. And they're pretty much living outside and in and, and this is they're just that tiny little room they're cooking outside maybe they just sleep all together whole family together in that one room and it's just like wow you know it was such an eye-opener experience for me and it was like a um it was just amazing you know and what what the uh the tour guide that we had the surf guide um you know we go out surfing of course but there was one day that he always said okay this day we're, we're giving back to the community and so we go down and buy like <laughs> bags of rice and and you know uh, candy for all the kids and stuff like that and we go out to all these villages and uh you just he he could he could speak fluent um well he can speak fluent um uh spanish so he, he you know he'd say hey how you doing he knew everybody name by name and and he would uh you know go in there and say how you doing as you know how's the family and he would really just spend time with them and and he said, Hey, you know, we're just coming here to give you, you know, we're just here to bless you guys and love on you guys and, and uh, bring out your plastico, which is your big, you know, big tubs of just plastic, uh, you know, where you can, and we just fill them with rice and beans and, and, you know, be throwing out the candy for all the kids and they're just, they're just loving it. And it was such a, such a, a powerful thing for me, just realizing that, you know, 
you know, I have nothing ever to complain about. If I have a shower, like a hot shower, I'm in like the top percentage of the world. You know what I mean? It's like nothing ever to complain about. And so it was just a big eye opener for me. So of course I wrote an album. So, you know, just all that. And then I had no rules. There was no rules and I didn't even send it to any publishers. I just, you know, I just, I just wrote it and I sent it to them and, and they play it on their, their, their uh, speakers when all the, you know, the kids are running around and, and on their, the skate ramps and all that kind of stuff. So they, they blare it out there. They play it in uh, all the wow. places they have. And, and it's, um, but it was a total kind of just a giving back thing of just uh, in the way I knew how I'm a songwriter. So I'm like, I got to write songs about this, you know, and there's a couple of, uh, there wasn't like, there wasn't any super, super slow ones, like a real kind of, um, but it was kind of like, you know, we had a couple of up-tempo ones and kind of like just, just an experience of like, you know, being thankful and, and, uh, it, it was really, it was really amazing. So, um, so yeah, that, that was the last time I did it. I think it was 2021, mm-hmm. um, uh, which, which makes that last year, but it must've been early last year. If it was, it must've been like, uh, kind of writing it at the end of 2022, 2020. Anyway. So yeah, last couple of years. <laughs> Very cool. Well, how neat to know that, you know, like that there's that's being shared and, you know, like that's being played. And then that's something that kind of is coming from that experience and and looping back. That's really special. Yeah, it was it was fun, too, because uh, there was no rules. You know, I just was mm-hmm. totally creative because in the sync world is where, where I live now, because, you know, um, my goal was to be I want to do this full time. I don't want to do another day gig I'm, I'm just just so frustrated in that in those kind of things you know doing those and of course there's a period where you have to but i was doing some day gigs and doing some tours and and then playing a couple of show local shows doing covers all that kind of stuff whatever you can do and then um i was like i got to build up this catalog so i can get into the sync world and so in the sync world there is a handful of things that you you've got to be smart with and you've got to have you know a few little rules you know it's like you can't have you can't have like these, you know, really long intros because they're only going to play the first three or four seconds. And so you got to kind of, the intro has got to be super short, you know, and you're, you got to be writing on the kind of themes that, that uh, they are going to want. Like um, I was joking about yesterday saying, um, you know, if you write a song on uh, uh, the, the gases and the rings around Saturn, <laughs> that song, that theme or that idea is not going to be used as much versus a song on falling in love or something like that. That's just, or feeling good or something that can be used in so many scenes in, in, um, on uh, TV versus something so specific, something so, um, uh, you know, Oh, for sure. Well, and you've been doing this full time for a while now, right? Like how many years now? So, uh, yeah, so I came off the road touring about 2009 and, um, like doing the big tours and, um, and I was just starting to play locally places and, and, uh, you know, so back in 2009, I was like, well, I realized, or, you know, I read, a, read an article in, in a, um, uh, a magazine that's saying that people got these placements. And I'm like, what is that? You know, what are these licenses? What is, what is synchronization? What is sync? You know? And so I was like, so I started that journey back in 2009 it's, um, it's been a little while now. And yeah. So, and I, over that time you build up a lot of, a lot of tracks and, um a lot of songs and i will say too i've had so many placements because i realized earlier as well that i'm a you know i'm an artist i'm a singer songwriter artist sounds like jack johnson meets ed sheeran so that's kind of my style my flavor and and i realized that for every possible paid placement on on film and tv or anywhere in the world that that 
deals in synchronization of your your music to video that's what that's what a sync stands for um for all of that there's 19 instrumentals to one vocal placement so so although i'm a vocalist i'm like well you want to be successful in this and you really do need to open your eyes to the odds and just the marketplace is wanting more instrumentals so you know involve that into your life and so that's why it's very easy to get a lot of those placements with those um you know instrumentals uh, as well so yeah going through those ten, over ten thousand different placements a lot it's probably i'd probably say 70 percent instrumentals 30 percent vocals so that's kind of that's kind of my odds my numbers yeah very cool yeah. Well, and neat to think about too. And, and there's always this is always a place where I just love looking at different suggestions or prompts for writing songs. You know, and it's like when you one, you've got these themes, you know, like these very universal themes to work with that just increase the likelihood that something would be used. Not to say that you can't write about the gases and rings about Saturn, but if you're also looking to like do something else with those to give it more uh, chances to be able to be used somewhere, then then you can write more more openly, not as specifically detailed, but also like the sake of doing instrumentals, you know, I think that's a cool thing for anybody to try. I think any lots of songwriters just be like, I can't, I don't, I'm not that great on the guitar. I can't do that kind of a thing. Like, it's just good to go through the practice of trying to write an instrumental and like allowing your mind to just accept that maybe you could, and actually it could be pretty cool, you know, like just admit, when you take something away, then there's so much more possibility with what you have. So I think just that's cool to hear because a lot of times too, like this depends on the circles you run and lots of people are like, ah, there's there's not so much instrumental, you know, requirements. And so like you're, you're very living proof of just like, even to be able to say out of the percentages of, of a lot, <laughs> 60 to 70% are that, you know, like, which is amazing. So yeah. what was the other thing I was just going to ask you? It made me think about... Um, Anyway, just just overall, those those kind of structures are are really cool practices to have. And I wanted to ask you, or like just even just to get you to talk a little bit about the workshop that you're going to be running up on August 22nd, 23rd is really just this great experience about how people can learn more about like if they're wanting to do that kind of stuff with their songwriting. If you're gonna if you're writing anyways, you know, like why not practice? Why not try and like just be aware of what it takes to do this kind of stuff and that that might be kind of a cool path to learn about and to follow. So love to you to share a little bit about what that's. Yeah. Um, yeah, absolutely. And I think um, uh, coming back to, to, to what you were saying earlier that, you know, want people, you can write, I always use two hats. Like you, uh, you could put on the artist hat and you could you can do whatever you, there's so there, there's kind of no rules. You can really just be your artist. And especially if you've got a following, listen to your audience and listen to your listen what what are they loving what are they doing and serve them and love on them and, and give them you know there's kind of no rules but if you want to make uh if you know uh, if you want to get into my world of sync of uh you know maybe your audience isn't big enough to support you on uh, as an artist so i've looked at doing um that that was my case at the time it's like well i want to get in more into sync for many other options other ideas as well mm -hmm. but it's like i really just want to you know know what they want what 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 kind of themes are they looking for what kind of songs are they looking for what kind of uh things are, are they are they do they need what will help serve them that will obviously help me because you know I'll get my name written on the check and it'll obviously you know it's kind of a that's kind of how it works and so 
so yeah it's it's a whole nother world and it is really really cool um because it it enables me to you know um you know like let's say i'm doing my artist album but then for one of the days i do a little instrumental cue or maybe i write a song based off some of the things that i know the sync world needs guess what fast forward there's been so many times that a sync license has come in from one of those little little extra things that i did on the side and it's like well i just bought another guitar i just bought another computer i just bought whatever it is that helps the artist side of things you know it helps <laughs> me become a better musician but it helps me like a, a different sounds a new microphone all those kind of things that helps every part of it and so so that's why i really that's that was such an exciting thing for me to kind of see that and get my first placements and be like you know this song i I, I kind of stumbled in it. I, I didn't, you know, it's like just a little, little acoustic uh, instrumental thing. And, and for anybody wondering, I'm a, I'm a guitarist. That's my main thing. I've always done guitar and singing and, and songwriting. So that's my, that's my main thing. So one of the first tracks I did, and I did a handful of them was just a, a acoustic guitar thing, pretty simple little chords, and then just a little, a melody over the top and um, uh, very like just two little tracks you know and that thing goes got played on a bunch of inf infomercials and it was just in the background and it's like man that's so, so surprising and it's like well thank you that's that's another guitar great thank you <laughs> i'm very happy about that and and it's like and it's still getting placed it's still getting used and it's like but it's like just taking that little you know sidestep to be thinking thinking smarter and thinking bigger than just just the artist thing that's of course if the artist if 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 you know if, you, if you're not able to be sustained by your following you know and so many people have a huge crowd and then some people have a smaller crowd of of people you know it's uh so it all depends where you're where you're at but yeah so on the 22nd and the 23rd this month i want to show you guys what i kind of did what were those kind of steps that i did to to put on a different hat and be like you know what let me take off the artist hat let me put on the maybe more of the uh, uh the the hat that i want to earn some income so I can buy another guitar or something, you know, let me put that hat on and let me figure out what they need. And uh, let me, let me quickly do a one on little one on the side and give them what they need. And then of course I can go back to my artist stuff. And, and, um, but what ended up happening for me was like, I just, that was so exciting to do that. And that was such a, um, a wonderful thing when you get your music on, you know, I've had stuff on the big bank theory, you know, Honda commercials, um, you know, starts, um, subway uh circle k triple a so many different and tons and tons of tv shows and it's like when when your stuff is on there and then you see when you tell people what you do for the first time and just seeing their eyes light up and they're just like they're just amazed that you're like oh my goodness and, and there's been so many times where somebody asked me so what do you do for a living and then i just start saying oh yeah my music's on the big bang theory and and honda commercial or you know chicago fire or this hallmark movie whatever it is you can hear the room goes quiet and it's so funny because people are like lis listening over to you're on what who show and and when i do hear that of course me being me i'm kind of like like oh yeah yeah my music was on uh the nfl uh you know uh, the last season you know and so Saturday i was on the phone Live. with tom brady <laughs> <laughs> yeah and then i'm like i was so i was on the i was on the phone with um tom brady and then all the sports guys in the in the room were like what <laughs> and, so, and i'm like no i'm kidding 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 i'm ready to have a clue who i am no 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 <laughs> just the music for when they're playing the games you know but it's uh but it's just amazing amazing kind of thing so of course i i enjoyed that a lot more so now my world is more um as i said it's like 95 percent 
is is in the sink well because i just it's just it's, i love it you know yep. i get up out of you know i get up out of bed make my coffee uh have a smoothie have a bit of a quiet time walk up to my studio and just make music until lunchtime and and then maybe go sailing in the afternoon <laughs> so, that's beautiful yeah. right on well how how could people join that uh, workshop and where to find you oh, and yeah. if you can share some of that would be awesome Yes. Um, sorry, I was getting excited about it. Uh, yes. Yeah, so the event. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, so I love just giving back, and I just really want to help people do this because I, I'm, you know, you can see that I just love it so much. So anybody who's uh, interested, in, um, it's going to go on um, on the 22nd and 23rd of August, which is in a few weeks' time. So make sure you uh, follow the links. Um, I'm sure uh, Michael will have the links there. So mm -hmm. follow the links, and um, you've got to sign up, register for that because um, uh, it's a it's a private Zoom link. So you've got to make sure that I send it out. You know, pro I can't just post post the Zoom link out there. I just, so it's a make sure you register, and then. And then also for if, if you're listening to this podcast and it's past the time of, um, you know, past August, which I'm, which is in a few weeks time, it's going to be gone. So uh, head over. You can actually get the same free training, uh, a bunch more cool stuff uh, just at my website, which is stevecolumn.com. Uh, and there I'm talking about the three simple strategies to get your music on your favorite TV shows. And, uh, you know, I talk more about like finding what your TV show is that you love, find out what kind of music they're doing and kind of write that on the side you know when you're doing your artist stuff that's fine but then then sneak over there and do a little bit of that stuff and then send it to those publishers and and i i walk through a lot of those kind of processes and those steps of that kind of thing but head over there to stevecolumn.com and you can get that for free as well so. very cool <laughs> and how cool is that too you know when you have like that idea when, when you're you're hearing your music on like a lot of shows that you love or just whatnot and it's just it's just such a, a cool feeling, you know, just to be able to have that. And I'm, and also it introduces you to a lot of new audience, you know, like, and so it can work so many ways of just having, once that kind of happens to the, the discovery of your own stuff and like what else you do is, is a pathway, you know, a possibility. So that's, that's really awesome. So yeah. I got, I got one more question for you. And I just, I don't think I've ever asked anybody this question before, but it just came up. Just one thing I love too, is just, this whole podcast and this whole concept of like write songs you love for me is just something to like keep feeding the tank that songwriting is a lifetime thing you know like that that will be it's it's not like something you just do for a purity of life and like oh that was done and i did that kind of thing it it's it's such an essential way of life i think for for anybody who has that musical side in their body but also for those who don't to receive that to kind of keep receiving that and just in all the levels that it exists um, and yeah, I think you have anyone just the amount of giddiness that you have around music and songwriting. I don't see that ever stopping for you. <laughs> so I'm I'm with that in mind. Is there anything kind of like, you know, in a way, it's almost like a bucket list thing with songwriting. Is there anything that you would just like would just be like a, a, a dream that you would love to fulfill with your songwriting before you die? Wow, that's a yeah, that's a deep one because I do have, of course, the kind of the kind of surface, um, you know, accolades you'd want, you know, like oh, I want to get a Grammy, you know, that would be great, you know, but on a deeper level, you know, it's it's really really cool, you know, because because on a deeper level, you know, I'm kind of at that place where you know I'm living off the royalties that 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 I've made from my music, and uh, you know, so I'm, I'm at that place where I get to do music all the time, and I really really love that. And um, but I guess I'm 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 kind of entering a new 
I, I guess so for me, my first dreams was I want to quit this job. You know, I want to say goodbye to this this boss in in a different words. You know, <laughs> I don't want to. You know, I'm just like I want to. I, I can't stand this job. I gotta go. I gotta be you know free and and do do my do do what I think that I've been put on this earth to do. And so you know, I've gotten to that place where I'm I'm doing that full time, and it's 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 been the last probably three years three or four years that I've, you know, been able to say goodbye to my final thing that I was like, I don't want to do that anymore. I just can't stand waking up in the morning and, and having to do that thing. So I was able to kind of, you know, and now I'm more, you know, able to do that. So on a level, you know, it's kind of like, okay, I've got there and now I'm going to be, now I want to face these, I want, what other dreams do I have of that kind of thing? And it's kind of shifted over to a little bit of a different thing is now I'm seeing real enjoyment and real, um, a purpose in helping other people how to do it because sometimes I, I I might say oh it's so easy and it's so fun but I do need to take a minute to step back and be like well it was it was frustrating at the very beginning wasn't it Steve you know it was it was kind of hard and so I love kind of like breaking that back down and being and really helping people and and showing people and and a lot of the times in what in my courses and stuff that I that I do I'll listen to my student songs and I'll say you're doing this amazing. You, you've got this going for you. You're doing this and this and this. But you, if you can change this one little element, like, you know, work on this, whatever that is, maybe it's a lyric thing, maybe it's a, a melody thing, or maybe it's a production thing. If you can just tweak that, I promise you that's going to help you. That's that's going to help you succeed. And that's going to help you to touch more people's lives. And so so I'm really, really enjoying that, um, that side of it, you know, of really kind of helping people and and um, it, it really is. And, and I've been a, um, you know, I've been a teacher. My mom was a teacher. My sister's a teacher. It seems like just running the family. And, and you know, I've been teaching since I was 18 of, you know, guitar students. Like, this is how you play the, you know, your favorite song or whatever. And I was doing that for a while as well, you know, and, and, I, and I enjoy it. It's just second nature. And I just, I just, I just love, I love teaching. And it's, it's kind of funny, you know, I love, um, you know, my, I get, in, it's not that I get in trouble, but I'm always like trying to show my wife something. I'm like, Hey, uh, you know, I'm like, Jess, you know, check out this, you know, check out this. Or did you know that when the ocean moves and the waves underneath and she's just like, I just want to enjoy the view. <laughs> I'm like, Oh, okay. Shut sorry. Up, <laughs> shut up. <laughs> exactly. I'm just like, Oh, and you know, the clouds there, did you know, I just learned there, that that one is kind of this cloud, you know? So anyway, um, I love kind of just helping people and, and, and teaching with that kind of thing. It's, um, it's uh, <laughs> where's this guy's off switch? <laughs> That's right. <where> I... <laughs> yeah. Well, there's something really special too, and I think like any teacher, and it's cool that you come from a family of teachers. Like my dad was a teacher too, and my extended family is just there's tons of teachers in our family. My brother's done it as well, and like um, <laughs> the there's nothing like learning from somebody who just you know, really embraces and appreciates and helps you do the same of all the details of what's going on, you know? And I think what a cool, I, I just think back to, I can, I could name off all the, the teachers I had in school that um, I were sub teachers of subjects I thought I was going to hate, but because they were just so enthusiastic and they had such a cool way of going about it, I they ended up being my favorites. And ones that I thought I was going to love ended up being taught by people who maybe didn't, well, a lot of times didn't actually want to teach or know how to teach it, but they got put there sometimes. And yes. it just kind of ruined that category for me because I'm like, oh my gosh. So anyway, it's, uh, yeah, I've always just enjoyed taking in what, what you share and, and I've always learned so much. And again, it just makes me 
excited after watching something that you've done or like seeing what you do to want to try that. So now that's what the difference is, I think. So it's, it, it's awesome it really to know is. that you're going more that direction. And like, that's something that lots of people have been just having great, great success and, and just stoked about it. I've seen like all the excitement coming off people that have been through your programs and, and your workshops. Oh, thanks so much. Yeah. And it absolutely is like, uh, as you were just saying, you know, when you try different elements and stuff, you can grab the things you like and, and then discard the things you don't, but you can bring that into you as being a, as part of your songwriting thing. And we all know the Beatles, John Lennon, he was also always on a journey of exploring new things and he was bringing, he would bring them into the big, into their songs and he'd have all these like, for better or worse, <laughs> you know, he'd have all these, these crazy ideas that he, he was exploring. And so that's, that's such a, a cool thing that you brought up, you know, exploring other pieces of other, other genres and all that kind of stuff just makes you bigger or grander of what, what you do. So, yeah. Right on. Well, thanks so much for coming in and sharing, sharing all this. It's always great to catch up with you and, and loved hearing more about all this background for you and, and all these stories. So really appreciate it. Absolutely. Thanks so much for having me. And, um, you know, for all the viewers and everything, reach out, you know, connect with me because I love helping people out. So um, thanks again, Michael. It's been a blast. You bet. So that was Mr. Steve Collum. Always cool to catch up with that guy. So many insights from a huge body of work. He's pushing 3000 songs or so now. So like just in his catalog. And you learn a few things if you write that many songs and you keep putting them out there and he really embraces that your next song is your best song philosophy. I think he's the first person that I ever heard say that line. And it's just so cool. So yeah, lots of great suggestions in terms of, you know, making song starters, lyrically just having placeholders and, and going back to replace them, you know, and just keeping the momentum up is important there. How you judge your own work and like really looking at like how can you answer that question like did I show up my best way in this song or in these lyrics and you know when in doubt there's always dove step <laughs> so again I hope you really hope you enjoyed this and check out Steve's workshop that's all about how to get your music into publishing companies and various music companies all the instrumental artists particularly I know will will love that. And you've heard Steve's infectious energy. He's just a great guy to hang out with. So enjoy that if you take part in it. I'm going to try to catch that as well. Yeah. So there we go. we got some more awesome guests coming up. And starting next week is the Ice Tea Cup Challenge <laughs> summer version. So look for that on Monday in the Write Songs You Love Facebook group is where it's most active. It will be on Instagram. I'll have some references on TikTok. I'm still getting used to how to use that thing. <laughs> so check check it out there. But yeah, Facebook and Instagram is where you're going to be able to see those challenges. You can also see it on the website, uh, writesongsyoulove.com. There's a little tab for the teacup challenge. So if you need more information, it is there. And looking forward to it. All right. Take care, and we'll catch you next week. There are stories that you hear about that break your beaten heart and hit you like a freight train leave you blown apart inside And there are stories that will lift you up 
Higher than the clouds that warm you for a lifetime and you never come back down. Well, I know both sides of the coin, the shiny and the dirt. I know how good love feels and also how it hurts. I felt the breath of pressure breathing down my naked back. And sweet relief of sunshine pushing through the cracks. Well, I got a hundred million questions about the way the world works. There's two hundred million answers that I'll never understand. One thing that I've come to know is that things will always change. And while I got this chance, I wanna take the time to say thank you. Thank you. The strength I couldn't find. Thank you. Thank you. For the peace I feel inside. Thank you. Thank you. For the kindness in your words. Gentle helping hand, I've never known a better friend. Thank you, thank you. For your thoughts and open ears, thank you, thank you. You've always been there through the years, thank you, thank you. For the kindness in your words, standing by my side, I hope you know how much you changed my life. One thing that I've come to know is we'll all be gone someday. And while I got this chance, I wanna take the time to say thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Thank you, thank you for your truth and honesty. Thank you, thank you for all the hope you've given me. Thank you, thank you for the kindness in your heart, for giving me a chance and taking time to understand. Thank you, thank you for your love and open arms. Thank you, thank you just for being who you are. Thank you. Kindness in your soul, comfort in your eyes. I hope you know how much you changed my life.